0: Today's episode is presented by Advanced Recruiting Intelligence. Find out what makes this the fastest-growing, most cost-effective recruiting management tool in college athletics, and get your free demo at arirecruiting.com. And now, it's time for the show.
1: That's right. It's time for today's episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast with your host, Starbucks Ice Tea Addict, Dan
2: Tudor. a question for you, is it fair to assume that athletics and admissions, the two staffs, the two departments on a campus, oftentimes don't have the best of working relationships? Uh, that's a big question that we hear about all the time, and it's a situation that can really hurt a college, whether you're a small Division III, and even some Division ones that are privates especially. There has to be this close working relationship if you're going to get things done as a coach. And many times what we find is that is not the case. And even if it's not an adversarial relationship, uh, the this just not a great working relationship. There's not a sync between the two departments. And I think more and more coaches are getting frustrated about that. And schools, on a larger sense, are starting to realize that these two departments really do need to be working together. So on today's edition of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast, I wanted to take you inside a conversation that I was having with an admissions department that was sitting in on an athletic workshop that we were going to be doing at uh, at a, a school that we do a lot of work with on a regular basis. And the whole point of listening in, if you're a coach that's listening to this, is to get an understanding of what goes on over on the admissions side and what some of their frustrations are? Uh, and look, I know that you as a coach have plenty of frustrations with them. And I know no admissions department is perfect in the way that they uh, execute sort of the process of getting your student-athletes processed and uh, and the financial aid packages awarded or the confirmation that, yes, they're in. All those different things can be a real frustration to coaches uh, and there's certainly, you know, time and opportunity to go through that but I think it's going to be instructive for you to hear some of the things that frustrate them about athletics, some of the things that they wish were done differently and some of the questions that as they ask, you might be able to uh, jump in and have a conversation with your admissions department, maybe even share this podcast episode with them and have a conversation uh, around the idea that that you need to work together, and also asking them, are these some of the things that you and your staff in in the admissions department on our campus struggles with, or has questions about, or is frustrated about? Uh, the whole goal here is to get both departments working better together. So I want to take you right into the conversation, and then we'll talk a little bit about it at the end as a wrap up. Uh, not going to name the school; that's not important. Uh, it is something that you should be listening to from a coaching standpoint as to what is frustrating them and maybe where the miscommunication commonly happens between athletic departments on college campuses and the admissions department uh, across the street. So listen in. We'll talk about it later. And thanks for listening, Coach. Here's the conversation. I
3: feel like we have a pretty good relationship with our coaching staff, but. And there are points with every single coach when I feel like that relationship becomes adversarial. And I don't, you know, it's Why? try like as what? I might, that's a great question, <clears throat> right, try as I might. Um, because there, I think, is just, you know they know intellectually, okay, yes, yeah, you're, you are correct, this is not a student who would be successful here. Mm-hmm. You know what I Right. But they're frustrated, and so I think a lot of that frustration sometimes comes to us, and sometimes, you know, some of us are better better at expressing that without blaming you right. know, than others, um, but I think that there there is still sort of yeah just just frustration there I don't, when we push back when we don't right. move as quickly as they would like us to sure. when we ask them to do the step that every other student is doing not in terms of right. Eating, sitting through an info session they're not going to be interested in stuff like that but like fill out the financial aid form right y- yes <laughs> you have to do that right you know um, so yeah I think just sort of like getting on the same page in
2: okay. terms of taking the time and yeah okay so and this, that's not by the way an uncommon topic sure or, or complaint right. <laughs> so if, if there is if some aspect of you know misery loving company when it comes to okay. admissions okay. and coaches that you're that's completely normal um, so from a from an athletics point of view coming into admissions I think one of the things that is important to sort of understand about their world well first of all you're 90% you're on you're you're moving in the same direction with them you want good people here good students uh, they want good people here good students because if they're not good students then they're not going to last as an athlete um, they know that you have certain standards, and the, and the school wants to have academic standards that keep rising because that makes the school stronger, and they want that too, again, because then they don't have to babysit the, uh, the athletes. Uh, so there's a lot of things that you want the same. From their world, what actually affects their job and their ability to be employed and whether or not they keep their job is if they win, and also from a personal professional you know enjoyment um this is why they're in it is because they want to win they like the competition that's the little wire that is loose in every coach's head that you have all connected properly to yours is that they're you know they have this competitive thing that drives them or this is the this first step in what they envision to be a career that continues to go up they get the division two assistant coach then they become the division two head coach at another Job And then they finally get the D1 and the money gets better and they're like, you know, this there that's that's sort of what's going through their world. So how that manifests itself at a lot of other smaller schools where it affects them the day to day working relationship with an admissions department or other people on campus is I see that kid. And they're the missing piece, and they're the person we didn't have on the court, in the pool, on the field last season. And if we get them now, wow, that's going to be the difference. And I'm getting excited because I want to win here, and that's going to be great. And, um, and yet there's the, not, the, the process that the school has to go through.
0: And, and it's not a blanket all Sure. but in sure. terms of the lines of communication and, and the collaborative aspect of that, of checking in with one another to be, like, these are where I'm at with my recruits. Have you had any updates? And trying to learn how to better, not necessarily train, but, um, what am I trying to say? Like, through action, show them what I would like. So in, in terms of, calling them up one afternoon being like, hey, we haven't touched base mm-hmm. for a month or two. I'm about to reach out to your top recruits. want to see if there's any updates or things that I should know. Um, and there is isn't a, a reciprocal process for some coaches. Uh, okay. And for some coaches, <clears throat> they will only contact us if they absolutely need something at the last minute. Right. Um, and I'm sure they understand and they know that we're not in charge we can't push things through or make things happen like that there is a process and so just adding to that frustration of they're venting at us they want us to get stuff done but we can't right. do it because they're asking for it last minute
4: All right, so you're referring specifically to the application process we'll make sure we're just in general oh, in general okay. yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah and you know, like, even just like, like, like right touching now, base
2: you said that you know I'm- you know
0: there are some coaches that i i have to reach out to them they do not reach out to me and I know I have three or four of their top recruits so as I'm trying to do financial aid follow-up with a couple of these people you know I'm reaching out to the coaches I'm trying to demonstrate and show them hey I want to have an open line of communication this is what I'm trying to do I would like you to reciprocate and
4: they don't do it right yeah yeah and I I would echo in in the same thing this aspect that's why I put actually the topic for me was how do I work better I work better with you to because uh-huh. that's the goal because yeah. i don't to just want to yell at
0: them saying hey talk to yeah. me more we're all busy people sure was, but to yeah. touch base every once in a while hey yeah. just wanted to give you a heads up and some coaches are great at it mm-hmm. um but others it's like if i call and reach out to them they're almost kind of taken aback like why are you mm-hmm. bugging me in the middle of my day to talk about these kids so.
4: yeah so that to me that's an answer for us it's just a i would want coaches to understand like well we're on the, it's one team. Right, <laughs> it's the, right. The knobs, the knobs is the team. Mm-hmm. And so we now let's figure out a way to recruit Jeff or Cheryl or right. whoever it is. And we are just as interested in re- recruiting them as you. And then I think sometimes it feels like, oh, let back off, these are my kids. Sure. <laughs> these are my kids. Which you know. fine. I don't, so yeah.
0: reaffirm <laughs> that you've got them or that you know what's yeah. going on because I'm assuming at this stage in the game, their pool, you know, is funneling down to their, their final group. and. We're starting off with hundreds of admitted students, so trying to make sure that everyone feels the love as well. Right. Um, but I got to know, are you really talking to these kids, or am I also going to be the main recruiter
4: for them, too? I don't know if it, for, the, for the parents that are wrong, I don't know if it feels similar, like, when you're when you're parenting, and then you got other people sitting here trying to tell you how to do stuff. It's like, oh, back up. You know? That's right. I'm more really than
0: happy to pass and, them off to them if they're going to And that's the them. way
4: I think about it. It's mm-hmm. like... Yeah. And if 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 my kids are gonna leave, it's gonna be because of me. <laughs> now, because I can't, it's a fear. And, and Jeremy talks a little bit about this. It's like what's well, the fear? Like I've got to be in control. Yeah. I got to control It's also working yeah.
0: smarter. I want to work smarter. Mm-hmm. You know, I if I have a, a group of students and these five also being ath- recruited by coaches and me, when I've got maybe forty-five other students that aren't getting as much. You know, I want to share mm-hmm. the love. Make sure that we're working smarter and balancing things out. Um, so just having that reaffirmation, and sometimes that's difficult
2: uh-huh. to give. Right. Uh-huh.
0: I emphasize too with the sort of like, yeah, this is this is
3: my <laughs> this is my thing, you know. Um, but I think sometimes that translates as like, okay, like you're sneaking around, and I don't need you to be sneaking around. Right. You know, like sneaking. right, like we, like that lack of communication sometimes reads as maybe to us sort of okay you're sneaking <laughs> stop being sneaky you know I'm not gonna. Sure. you know I'll um I'll listen to you I'll tell you and, and and it's it's very possible that some of them have had experiences where they've worked with an admission counselor maybe here or maybe someplace else that hasn't listened you know what I mean so they feel like they need to sneak so I get that but it, but yeah
2: yeah you know, I, I think you're bringing up something that is again pretty common to across campuses. Um, so you've either been at other campuses or someday you will maybe go to another campus and another job and you'll find like, oh wow, it's the same here as it was at So a couple of things that that um, that we've seen. First of all, I mean, I liken a lot of stuff just back to high school in general. Uh, this is just sort of a bigger, more organized version of, of high school where you have um, really smart, capable, well-spoken people, uh, highly academic, that tend to go over towards the academic and then will say, okay, well, I, I love the campus setting, I'm going to work in admissions. And then you have the jocks, who super competitive, very athletic, might be good academically, might not be, but they gravitate over towards coaches. So, the same dynamics you have in high school, which is you have the smart kids and the cool kids over here, and the jocks and the band kids, and every has their own little group. Well, now you've just organized it into offices around college campuses, and you still have the same sort of things happening. So, coaches could probably, at all schools, have these stories where I don't, I'm being protected because. You know this time this time and this time somebody over in admissions said this to a kid and it came off wrong and it you know i i want to i want to protect and that's a great word that you sort of use is that they're like they're hoarding um and maybe you feel i mean the the same way too that um you know i don't want to take these kids or have them around the athletes because our athletes here give off this really bad vibe and i don't want them to feel a certain way Whatever that is, again, everything sort of goes back to, to high school if we think about it. Um, that doesn't negate the fact that you have to you have to you're like you said, you're we're all on the same team here. Um, so kind of what we've talked about in previous sessions, previous meetings, is that if, every, if people understand and if we're talking about how to recruit athletes to campus, how do we work with that? Um, it's a, a part of it is understanding that the athletes that are coming in do have this very specific way of making a decision. We can't change it. I mean, we could sit here and you know, for the rest of the hour argue should it be that way or not. Well, it's just this is this is the way they're entering into the conversation as high school student athletes, and they're sometimes crazy parents involved in the process. And this is what we have to work with. Uh, that being said, we know that. For athletes and their parents on the admission side they need help with the process and which you've outlined you know, the paperwork I need this turned in by this certain time time to put this deposit down uh, and sometimes the coaches aren't the greatest at at outlining that until the day before it's due uh, so you're much better usually at the process you're more well-versed with the process the coaches are the best to form the relationships and, um, and kind of we know that for an athlete, for most, not all, nothing's universal, but for most, being connected with the team and the coach, the athletic portion is going to drive whether or not they come to this school or go to another one. It's not the majority of the time um, your academic program is ranked three points higher than the next, the next school. That's just not how they evaluate it. Uh, we know that an athlete is going to go to the school where uh, they feel most connected with the coach, the athletes. Um, there's a feel of campus. I just get the feeling like I'm going to fit in with the team. And, that's, and then they'll backfill all the rest. Oh, well, yeah, this is a good school, and they have my major, and I think I, I like the dorms. But we never find athletes doing it the opposite, where they'll say, um, um, I don't like the coach, and I didn't connect with the girls on the team. Um, I don't really get the feel of the place, but wow, the dorms. And the degree is going to be good. They just don't do it. So very clearly, everybody has their lane. The the big question then is how do you and the coaches, because part of this responsibility falls on them too, how do you each give each other what you need so that you keep moving down that, that road? Um, I think it is hard for, in the same way that a coach, and I know they do it all the time, Will call you in the middle of something and they say, Hey, I need so and so's come to campus. I need this now. Wait a minute, we I, we can't do that uh, in admissions. We can't do that. We needed this. I should have known about this three or four days ago. They do that all the time. And, and so, you know, on, on the other side of it, um, hey, I'm about to call the athlete. Um, what's been going on? Well, I don't know. You know, the basketball team just lost by a couple of points last night. The coach is ticked off. They're reviewing video. They're getting ready for this. They have another recruit coming in. They weren't even thinking about the kid that you're talking about. And then they get the phone call or the email, and it gets ignored. So that's where, you know, for each campus, having some sort of organized, um, uh, regular, whether that is something – you know, there's all sorts of technology and tools that can be used uh, to, you know, make sure you're seeing the same thing that the coaches are seeing or that you're seeing. Um, you have to use them. Coaches have to use them. Admissions has to, you know, everybody has to use them for them to work, but there's that. Um, you know, even if it was a mandated. Especially at this time of year, if I was an athletic director, I would probably be insisting at a Division three school or any school that was driven on on uh, admissions. Um, I would probably insist that from you know on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, or Tuesdays and Fridays, or once a week for a half hour, everybody's getting together and we're going to have this rapid fire admissions. Go to each coach you need information from, and everybody has to be there, and it's your designated time, and you go. So I don't know if something like that's the solution, um, because nobody wants to have those meetings, and yet you need the information. So at some point, the information has to be shared. And far be it for me to step in and say, well, here's how, how to do it, because everybody meeting here, you know, and you have this big, nice, you know, Meeting room, and you know, you're bringing pastries in, and that's one way to get coaches into a room is bring several boxes of these. Uh, and you just can sort of it's almost like a uh, you know, a college fair where you can go up and say, Oh, there's that, you know, I needed to ask him about two of his recruits, and maybe then they're there. I there has to be something though, and um, that's I don't know what the solution is. Maybe that's does any of that sort of connector seem helpful or there or did, did that miss the mark of sort of you know bridging the gap of the issue that you brought up
0: it, it would be super helpful I think having an, I know in the past we've done like a mini roundtable bringing everyone together but it's um, I know in the past it was maybe over the winter but doing like even if it was just one strategy session let's say in January where we all touch base, line up kind of the next steps for the kids. So that way it's at least opening up the doors of communication. Be like, okay, we have this plan of attack for these recruits. When I check thing, these things off the list, I'll touch base with you and you vice versa. Right. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be weekly per se, but that might help open up the doors of the communication in terms of um, accountability right. between coaches and, and admission counselors. And I think it would also help because... I know we don't do as great of a job, and this might be something that the coaches see. Some of the coaches, they will walk over here in person to mm. touch base with us, and they're great, but I don't think any of us go over there to walk into their offices mm. be like, hey, I'm in the neighborhood, I want to just talk to you about right. this kid. So having that one meeting or two meetings of touching base might help.
2: Yeah, and, and you're right. I may have overstated it by a weekly thing, but maybe it's like this time of year, maybe it's every other week. It's yeah. twice a month, Pretty middle sad. and end of the month. Yeah. Because then that would, that's a great point, you could then tell them, hey, here's where we're at in the process. Here's some of the next things your athletes are going to be hearing from us or seeing from us or that we need to see from them. And now that, that gives them the opportunity to raise their hand and say, hey, but you know that's not going to work for us. Or what else do you need? I, you know, I don't know. But at least you're there together and they're not distracted. And you're not distracted and you're all sort of on – you're there for the same reason in a condensed amount of time. That um, that it's you know it, it probably would be very efficient. There's a lot of in the business world. Uh, there are several um, uh, planners, organizers, uh, and and advisors that recommend one of the best ways to save time and make your whole office more efficient is you have all your meetings standing up. And the reason is because then you don't get comfortable and you don't intentionally sort of go at a slower pace. You're there to get something done, and after a while, you're tired of standing, and so it's naturally going to move along. And that could be, again, the same sort of thing in a room like this or downstairs where it's we're we're in the same place, we're gathered, we know it's only going to be X amount of time. Um, There's going to be free pastries. If I'm a coach, okay, I'm I'm at least going to go for that, even if I don't get anything out of it. And um, that's, uh, you know, maybe that's the driver that then puts – you as a staff in touch with them and makes your life easier. Right? And, and plus, I think there's something with familiarity, too. You're in two different offices, and a lot of those coaches over there are younger. They haven't had a chance to really get to know. They know the faces, or, oh, I think she works in admissions. But, you know, just the familiarity and eventually, hey, why don't I just get your cell phone number? And now you're texting with them, or they're texting you, and you have that communication then that, that, that happens.
1: I think towards the one team philosophy I think it's easier for coaches to get into the mindset that it's one team composed of like their department admissions and the athletes I think it's harder for them to understand that then there's like many other students that are also part of this Mm -hmm. and that's where I see a gap and I think that like
2: So give me an example of, like, where that – give me an example of that gap when it comes to the – just the students over here.
1: Sure. So, like, speaking to Rosie's point, I think one of the things that's frustrating about having coaches who are saying, like, we're, like, I'm taking this kid and I'm going to work with them is that the other piece of that is, like, it's great if you have the time to, like, really focus in on this kid. Mm -hmm. And then there's this other part of that equation where I think that sometimes there's, like – this almost implicit understanding that they have that they're not quite aware of, that they think that when they, like, email us at the last minute, that, like, that kid is going to rocket above, like, the other, you know, 40-some kids that were are thinking right. of like, that day. And for me, it's just not. Right. So I think that that's one piece. Right. Like, especially because, like, those other 40 kids aren't getting a coach that's checking in with them all the time. Sure. So, like...
2: Well, you are the coach. I mean, and you're taking that role of... Exactly. You're that main contact, so... Yeah. So, I think you know in that point, completely agree you're you're all whether it's the coach or an admissions, that prospect, whether they're a student or an athlete, they have to have this number one advocate they have to have a connection they have to have somebody that that they're getting the feeling like, okay, they want me there mm-hmm. i mean, and that's a very you know we're you know, we've always found it's a very hum, a basic human thing that sometimes gets lost in the process and the planning and everything is that these 17-year-old kids really just want a place where they're wanted. They feel like they belong and that place is for them. And, you know, without being here and then having a set of friends first, you're it, or Jen is it, or, um, you know, somebody over in the th- athletics is it, um, or it might not even be a coach. It could be a group of kids that they meet on an admissions day or, you know, visiting a team. So they're all, it's, it's about making that connection. So, um, so I think all of you have the same role in many ways as a coach. Um, you know, and I think in every office around the country, every campus around the country, the, the situation you just outlined was, you know, is happening, which is I need this. Who do I call to get it done? Um, I'm going to call Mary and, okay, it's um, I, I need this now and, and my kids should go to the top now they can't because you're working with 40 others but that's just i think that's just sort of a you know a basic human reaction so if i as the coach going back to sort of the first idea that got put out if i was showing up every other week or twice a month and um, I just heard a presentation. Hey, you know, our little five or ten minute presentation for coaches today is, you know, how we prioritize students and athletes when you're conversation. So, if you come to us and we're working with somebody, we can't necessarily put them right at the front because I've got all the other. It'd be like me going to you, coach, and saying, I need you to cancel practice because you've got to come over and help me fill out form. This can't happen. Uh, have you seen that anyway? I haven't. Really yeah, no, just
4: here, because I've seen I I, because I think some articles non-athletic and efficient, mm-hmm. but just in other professions right. where that's happened. It's like you know, what have, does that happen anywhere else? Yeah, sure.
2: I think if you're in in a big company and you have a division of you know you're the marketing wing and you have a new marketing executive and they want to um, they want to um, you know learn from a senior executive. Absolutely. That happens all the time. A little more difficult here because, again, on most campuses, and I think this is a normal campus, you're in your kingdom, they're in theirs. And the the point is, is there a place in the middle where you can meet and sort of develop an alliance? I'm not even saying that they have to be, understand your job, and I don't want you to start, you know, feeling compelled to you have to go to the, the basketball game because now, because we were paired up and they have a game tonight. I wanted to be, I, I think it works best when it's natural. And I think over time, you just, they become, familiarity does great things. Why do you like getting kids to campus? And they want to come back again. That's a great sign why, because they're starting to feel comfortable. I think, you know, for you, it's the same, it's the same thing. We're all still in high school. That's really what it comes down to is, we're all still in high school. And we all, we want, we all, we're all intimidated by the same people. We're all connected and drawn to the same types of people. And so let's just now be a little more adult about it and recognize it, admit it. We're going to come together, though, because we all have this job to do. Now it's the real world. and We have bills to pay and classes to bring in and numbers to meet. And, okay, now let's, let's start to break it down a little bit. All right, Coach, that was our conversation, and I hope it was a valuable one to listen in on. Don't think that your admissions department doesn't have the same questions, some of the same complaints, the same confusion, and also the same desire to work more closely with you and your athletic department. Uh, this is the, the reason we did this episode was because we've heard a lot of these conversations over the years, and I wanted to open it up to you to let just let you listen to what staff at your college is frustrated about, has questions about, so that you could be a catalyst for changing some of that. Now, look, you may all only have one main contact in admissions. That's great. Share this episode with them, have a conversation around it, and figure out how do we work more closely together? What can we as a coaching staff do for you to make the process smoother on your end with our athletes? And hey, look, while we're at it, here are two or three things that, that we get frustrated uh, about with admissions, and can you change these things? And it's through those conversations that we see change happening and it, everything becomes smoother. Um, one of the big things that we identify early on as the, the origin for any miscommunication or hard feelings towards uh, each other in an admissions and athletic department is the lack of communication, the lack of talking and understanding where each one is coming from. Uh, So don't let that happen. You need to work together with admissions. Many of you uh, that are listening to this have schools where admissions is a crucial part of the process. So learn what they want, learn how to work together, make this process smoother. Uh, So that's, that's today's episode, Coach. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope it was insightful to just sit in and sort of eavesdrop on what your admissions department might be thinking and saying and figuring out ways to work around it as a staff. Hey, real quick, I wanna point you to the DanTutor.com website. We have a huge, huge summer conference coming up, the 2020 National Collegiate Recruiting Conference. I would love for you to be there uh, as as you look at getting better as a recruiter. This is a fantastic resource because it brings together your peers from all over college sports together in one place for three days to do nothing but talk about recruiting, what's working and what's not, and the unique, interesting strategies that you can take back home with you and put into play for these next coming, uh, upcoming recruiting classes. So be a part of that. Go to DanTutor.com. Look at the conferences link. And while you're there, a bunch of the other resources that we have are outlined. We would love to figure out ways to work with you and help you be great at this very crucial part of your job as a college coach, which is recruiting great athletes. That's what this is all about. Coach, thanks for listening to the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast. We will talk to you next time. Have a great week out there.
0: The College Recruiting Weekly Podcast is a production of Tutor Collegiate Strategies, copyright 2016 through 2020. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or stream us on Stitcher. And make sure to tell the coaches in your department about the show. Email the host at dan at dantutor.com and visit the website to access more of the free resources we give to the college coaching community. Thanks for listening, and we'll see
2: you next time here on the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast.